This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. Something I, I felt like, um, actually, you know, Sean and I, when we took our first job um, up in Illinois, when we graduated from school, uh, we moved up to a church um, up outside of, uh, actually it was in Rantoul, Illinois, outside of the Champaign-Urbana area in middle Illinois, and um, the pastor there pushed us and encouraged us and made us uncomfortable at times. And um, one of the things that he did that um, I couldn't say no to was he told us that we were going to have the opportunity once or twice a year to share on Sunday morning. Made me tremble in my boots. And with that said, I want Christian and Becca Walker to come up. As you know, they are our youth pastors. And as we were putting together this series, I felt, I felt that they ought to be a part of this. I've actually, with them, we've, we've done a movie series with the youth before and stuff. And so you're very quickly, some of you already know what movie you selected since Becca's up here, if, uh, if you know her well enough. And uh, <laughs> oh, they will, they will share it in, uh, in, in just a moment. But, uh, but guys, what an awesome opportunity. What an opportunity for them. I want you to give them their attention, give them your attention, and uh, we just believe the Lord's going to use them today. How many of you are ready to receive? All right. Open your hearts up. God, I thank you for these two. I thank you, Lord, for the work that they're doing. I thank you for the work that you are doing in their lives. And I ask, Lord, even as they've prepared, I know that Christians have been gone for a week or two on drill and such, but as they've worked together over the phone and different things, I pray, Lord, that you would use them to this day, Lord, that you honor their diligence. And, but most of all, Holy Spirit, that you would take over, that you would speak the words that need to be spoken, that you would touch and transform our hearts and our lives, God. Give us a new perspective. Give us your perspective, God. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. Good morning. All right. So we are going to be doing today The Princess Bride. Um, so how many of you guys have seen The Princess Bride? I figured. <laughs> how many of you have not seen it? Okay. Okay. Wow. We've got a pretty good group of people. So um, this has been one of my favorite movies for my whole life, really. Um, so we grew up watching it as a family, quoting it. Um, all kinds of things, and what a lot of you might not know, um, Christian and I, we met at Chick-fil-A, and we actually started a conversation about this movie with some other people that were working there. The first time that we ever hung out outside of work, we actually watched this movie. Um, so it's got a special place in our hearts. We um, incorporated it in little ways into our wedding, um, in our you know, invitations and things like that. So it's always had a special place in our heart. Um, so... I wanted to go ahead and read a quick, um, just a description of the movie. So it says, oh, okay. <laughs> let me, I'm sorry, let me say this too. Um, I forgot to mention to those watching the live stream, this week, not only will you not see the video, but it's also going to be muted. So there will be a period of time where you won't hear anything if they show clips. Uh, please bear with us. It's copyright issues, and it's what we've got to do to be able to have to continue having a live stream. So sorry about that if, you are, if you're watching online live with us. All right, so um, I looked online and just found a quick description of it. It says, it's a fairy tale adventure about a beautiful young woman and her one true love. He must find her after a long separation and save her. They must battle the evils of the mythical kingdom of Florin to be reunited with each other. 
based on the William Goldman novel, The Princess Bride, which earned its own loyal audience. Um, and then I kind of looked online and wanted to give a little bit of um, just feedback kind of about the movie. So I found a really cool little snippet. It was actually on Wikipedia about um, kind of the following and the legacy of the movie. Because um, it is um, a movie, I think it was made in the 80s. So, um, but, so it says, The Princess Bride was not a major box office success, but it became a cult classic after its release to the home video market. The film is widely regarded as eminently quotable. Elwes, who is he's the um, main character, uh, Wesley, noted in 2017 on the film's 30th anniversary that fans still frequently come up to him and quote lines from the movie. According to him, Wallace Shawn had it worse in that any time Wallace made a small error like dropping his keys, people would shout, inconceivable, to him. Uh, in 2000, readers of Total Film Magazine voted The Princess Bride the 38th greatest comedy film of all time. In 2006, William Goldman's screenplay was selected by the Writers Guild of America as the 84th best screenplay of all time, and it earned the same ranking at the Guild's 2013 update. The film was selected number 88 on the American Film Institute's um, 100 Years Passions, listing the 100 greatest film love stories of all time. BBC Radio 5's um, resident film critic, Mark Kermode, is a fan of the film, frequently considering it a model to which similar films aspire. Um, so, why we picked this movie, um, well, besides the fact that it's one of our favorite movies. Um, I was talking to my best friend, and I said, we're doing, you know, not the movie. She said, does it have to be a modern movie? I said, no. She said, are you doing The Princess Bride? I was like, yes. <laughs> um, so, we're very excited about this. Um, we're talking about God's love. Obviously, it's a love story, um, so you can find so many parallels in this um, movie to God's love for us. So that's kind of one of the big reasons that we picked this movie. So, so to start off, we wanted to point out, what does the Bible say about God's love? So we went to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. It's, love is patient and kind, Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. So... I mean, that verse, we could probably pick everywhere in that verse it talks about love and get something about God's love, but we've got, we've got three for you today. To start off, we wanted to start right there at the beginning with love is patient, which I think that's your first point in your notes, and I think we're going to start off with a video and then we're going to go into it. So. All right. The Prince's Bride. By S. Morgenstern, Chapter 1. Buttercup was raised on a small farm in the country of Florin. Our favorite pastimes were riding a horse and tormenting the farm boy that worked there. His name was Wesley but she never called him that. Isn't that a wonderful beginning? Yeah, it's really good. Nothing gave Buttercup as much pleasure as ordering Wesley around. 
Farm boy, polish my horse's saddle. I want to see my face shining in it by morning. As you wish. As you wish was all he ever said to me. Farm boy, fill these with water. Please. As you wish. That day, she was amazed to discover that when he was saying, as you wish, what he meant was, I love you. And even more amazing was the day she realized she truly loved him back. Farm boy. Fetch me that picture. Love story. I told you. It's got uh, sports in it too. Fencing, yeah. fighting, pirates. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> there is pirate in it. Um. So, God's love is patient, right? We know this. Everyone knows that verse. Um. So as we, you know, we're rewatching this. I didn't really need to, but we rewatched it to prepare for this. Um. You know, from the beginning, we see Wesley knew. No questions asked. He loved Buttercup, and he would do anything for her. And um, I've watched this movie so many times, and this last time as I was really, like, focusing in and thinking, I noticed the three times that it shows. So the first time, she comes up, and she's like, polish my saddle, do this, do this, and he's, as you wish. The next time, you know, hey, fill these water buckets, please? And then the next time, she's like, wait, I got to find, I want to keep him, I want to keep him here. What's, what's, some, give me this picture that's standing right by my face. Um, and so when you, when you see this, you see, you know, that's, that's, how, that's our relationship with God, right? So at the beginning, we're like, okay, I'm going to pray. Hey, God, can you do this? Hey, God, I need a raise. Hey, God, I need this. And that's kind of our relationship with him is we're just always kind of asking him to do things as we're getting into that relationship with him. And he's patient and he waits. And then we get to the point where we're like, okay, God, you know, thank you for this. You know, we, start, we start to get a little bit more polite. Thank you, you know, for, for this blessing and this blessing. And, but can you still do this for me? And then we start to get to the point that we're like, I just want to talk to you. I just want to be with you. And God is patient through that. And he waits for us to get to that point until we finally realize that we love him and that we want to be in that relationship with him. And he waits for us. Um, and that progression, as I watched this, I was like, how have I never seen that? How have I never noticed that before? You know, how, like, you see that progression with her. Um, and for those that have seen the movie, this isn't the only time that he waits for her. So later in the movie, um, she thinks that he's been killed by pirates. There you go. There's your hint for those that haven't seen the movie. Um, <laughs> spoiler, sorry. It's from like the 80s, so I'm not too concerned with spoilers. <laughs> um, but she thinks he's been killed, and so, you know, she gets very depressed and goes through, and then it kind of skips ahead, and you find out that she's engaged to the Prince of Florin. Um, and then he goes after her. So he goes after her and, and fights for her. He's finding her. He doesn't even know if she still loves him. Or maybe, you know, she's engaged because she, he does, she does love this prince. He doesn't know. But he goes after her anyway, and he waits to find out, like, hey, you know, is this, is this love still there? And 
it is. <laughs> um, so no matter how many times we mess up, no matter how many times we go through things like that where we kind of leave and come back and leave, like God is always there for us. Um, so Isaiah 30, 18 um, says, therefore the Lord waits to be gracious to you and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. Um, and so if you actually look at the previous 17 chapters of the verse, the very first one, Isaiah 31 says, Ah, stubborn children, declares the Lord, who carries out a plan but not mine, and who makes alliance but not of my spirit. So those first 17 verses, he's talking about basically how they keep messing up and doing things that they're not supposed to do. But then that verse, that verse 18, he says, I want to be gracious to you. I want to show you mercy. I'm waiting for you. If you wait for me, um, and you know, it just it just goes to show like we have we have a love. He's gonna wait for us. Um, so I also have a verse from Luke um, 15, 31 and 32. Most of you know this. Um, so you think of the story of the prodigal son. So this is at the very end when the son comes back home. Um, and this is the father. He says, and he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Um, and I, I knew that I kind of wanted to, to parallel this with the prodigal son, but when I read this verse again, it's just, again, that perspective really hit me that, like, this is, this is what God feels. You know, this brother was like, he messed up. Why are, you, like, why are we celebrating? Why are we having this party? Why are, and he says, he was dead. Like, he's back. He was gone, and he's back, and that's all I care about is that he's here now. It doesn't matter what he did. What matters is now. Um, and, it, you know, it made me think about, you know, we've been talking a lot about, you know, sharing our stories and our testimonies and things like that. Um, I'm going to do a quick snippet of mine. I grew up in a pastor's home. I got saved at camp when I was probably six years old. Um, I made mistakes, never did anything too crazy or wild, um, wasn't super rebellious, um, little things here and there, but... You know, I did have those moments where I kind of turned, and I never, you know, dismissed God or anything like that, but I knew that I was doing something that was wrong. I knew that I was doing something that I shouldn't be doing, but God, he, he waited, and every time I came back, every time I came back, he was there and waiting, um, and so that, for me, just kind of thinking about, for me, it was almost harder thinking, like, I know God's love. I know it, and I felt it, and I still, I still fell short, but he was still there waiting, and he still loves and cares for me. Um, so just to reiterate that first point, so God's love is patient, right? He waits for us. Um, all right. So next point we have is God's love always protects. This one was a little bit closer to me. And I think we've got another video clip before I go into it. So... You seem a decent fellow. I hate to kill him. You seem a decent fellow. I hate to die. Again. You're using Bonetti's defense against me, huh? 
I thought it fitting, considering the rocky terrain. Naturally. You must expect me to attack with Capaferra. Naturally. But I find that Tibble cancels out Capaferra. Don't you? <laughs> Unless the enemy has a study, he's a gripper. Which I have. You are wonderful. Thank you. I've worked hard to become so. I admit it, you are better than I am. Then why are you smiling? Because I know something you don't know. And what is that? I am not left-handed. You're amazing. I ought to be after 20 years. Oh, there's something I ought to tell you. Tell me. I'm not left-handed either. I must know. Get used to disappointment. Hey. destroy a stained glass window as an artist like yourself. However, since I can't have you following me either. So you see, I told you there's sports, there's fencing. <laughs> and I was told to spoil it for some people. Becca said, make sure you know Wesley is the man in black. <laughs> since you don't see his face. Uh, we wanted to point out, going back to uh, 1 Corinthians, another, we had love always protects, but this kind of also goes with love does not dishonor others. And he makes a comment there at the end, I would sooner destroy a stained glass window. And, I mean, I've seen some nice stained glass windows. So, I, if you... If you look into someone and don't, if you don't just judge a book by its cover, so to speak, you actually look at the beauty, the potential in a person, and not just look at, oh, you insulted me, but you actually look at their heart. There's so much more to someone, and if you turn around and look at it at, with our relationship with God, how many times do we didn't get our way, so we just kind of push God away and said. I can't believe you did that and do the same thing that somebody else should, did to us. So, so before the scene, 
here. Wesley was following Buttercup. He follows him across the the ocean sea. I'm not sure what it was, but follows him across the sea, climbs a cliff to get to him, and he's constantly pursuing her, even though she doesn't even know yet. And that's, that's kind of like what God does for us. Is he's always pursuing us, and we may not realize it, but he's always pursuing us. He, he loves us that much. He wants to protect us, so he's always there. He's, we may not be watching or we may not be aware of it, but he's, he's fighting this person. He's fighting that person and to protect us. And even when we, we don't necessarily see it, he's always there having our back. He's always protecting us when, when we feel like someone insulted us or offended us, then God's always right there to have our back, to comfort us afterwards. And in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 4, it says, For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies, to give you the victory. So God's always there with us. He always, he's got that love. He always has the love that he wants to protect us. And there's nothing he won't do for us. There's nothing he hasn't done. He's, he went to the cross. He died on the cross because he loves us and was willing to give everything for us. Um, so we see a little bit more throughout this, a little bit after this. Um, so Andre the Giant's in this movie. <laughs> Um, and he portrays, his name is Fezzik, and he's a giant. So after, right after this sword fight, he keeps following and pursuing after Buttercup, and he fights Andre the Giant. And then he has another, they call it a battle of wits, and he's continually trying to get to Buttercup and to protect her. Um, and he's fighting for her because of that love. You know, God goes to battle for us every single day, even when we don't realize it, um, even when we don't, we don't even know, like he was saying. Um, so I'm sure some of you have heard this story, um, and I want to go ahead and use it. it. It really just gives you perspective of what God does sometimes behind the scenes. Um, so it's a conversation between a, a guy and God. He says to me, God, can I ask you a question? God says, sure. Just promise you won't get mad. God, I promise. Um, why did you let so much stuff happen to me today? Well, what do you mean? Well, I woke up late. Yes. Well, then my car took forever to start. Okay. And then at lunch, they made my sandwich wrong, and I had to wait. Hmm. On the way home, my phone went dead just as I picked up a call. All right. And on top of it, when I got home, I just wanted to soak my feet in my new foot massager and relax. But it wouldn't work. Nothing went right today. Why did you do that? God says, well, let me see. The death angel was at your bed this morning, and I had to send one of my angels to battle him for your life. I thought I'd let you sleep through that. Oh, I didn't let your car start because there was a drunk driver on your route that would have hit you if you were on the route. God, the first, uh, and then, sorry, he says, God says the first person who made your sandwich today was sick, and I didn't want you to catch what they had. I knew you couldn't afford to miss work. Okay. And God, your phone went dead because the person that was calling you was going to give false witness about what you said on that call. I didn't even let you talk to them so you could be covered. Oh, I see. 
oh, and the foot massager, it had a short and was going to throw out the power in your house tonight. I didn't think you wanted to be in the dark. I'm sorry, God. Don't be sorry. Just learn to trust me in all things, the good and the bad. And don't doubt that my plan for your day is always better than your plan. So I've always, I've always loved that story just because it gives you that perspective. And I have those days sometimes where you're like, man, why am I running late? Why is this happening? And just learning to think of that perspective like, okay, maybe there is going to be an accident. Maybe this is going to happen. I don't understand. I don't know. But I trust that you're always fighting for me, that you're always protecting me. Just like that number two point, God's love is always fighting for you. It will always protect you. So another verse that we had was Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. It's, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And just kind of reiterate God loves us so much, he's always right there. Like in the clip, Buttercup didn't know that Wesley was the one following him and coming to protect her. We don't know that God's always right there behind us necessarily to protect us. And we don't, know, we don't necessarily see how he's helping us and how, how he's saving us from any one situation. But if you think, for, especially for those of you that have siblings, you know they're always there for you. They're, they're going to have your back. You're, yeah, you're going to fight and hurt each other a lot, <laughs> probably. But, but when it comes down to it, you can mess with them, but you're not going to let anybody else mess with them. You're going to take care of your siblings. And if you look at a relationship like that and think how close two siblings are, God's love for us is even closer. It's even stronger than that for us. And then I had one last verse that I wanted to add in here. It's Psalms chapter 23, verse 4. This was a passage I memorized as a kid. And it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So we don't have it in here, but part of one of the scenes in here is they're going through, it's called the fire swamp, and no one's ever made it out alive. But um, if you relate that to our life, everyone always struggles through life. Everyone always struggles through this and that. But God's here with us. He's... He's protecting us. We're the sheep of his pasture. His rod and staff protect us. He's with us. He's comforting us. Anytime we're, we're fearful or anytime we feel like we're in danger, he's there to protect us, and he's going to comfort us through it all. So going along with that, our third point is God's love never fails. And we have one last video clip for you. Where am I? The pit of despair. Don't even think. <coughs> Don't even think about trying to escape. The chains are far too thick. 
And don't dream of being rescued either. The only way in is secret. Only the Prince, the Count, and I know how to get in and out. Then I'm here till I die? Till I kill you, yeah. So, I, I picked this scene. I liked how it talked about, uh, don't even think about escaping, the chains are far too thick. And we, as we all know, there's no chain that's too thick for God to break. There's, there's no chain that he won't break for us. There's no, no bondage he won't break. He, he loves us so much and his love's never gonna fail us that no matter what we do, if we turn and truly ask him for help, there's nothing he won't do for us because he loves us that much. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the, the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So even, even though we are tempted through life, God, he provides that escape for us. He's right there with us to help us. He's not going to give us anything we can't handle as, as we go through life, as we endure struggles. And we read this. We were going through working on this this past week. I had um, Lord put this on my heart. It's no chain is ever too strong to break with God's help. And He always leaves a spare key lying around for us to find. That's kind of the analogy God put on my heart when we were doing this. So if you think. Think about the people that have the fake rocks or a magnet behind their house for a spare key if they forget, like we've done. You, God leaves that spare key. God leaves that, that way of escape for us when we are tempted. And when we are tempted, there's no chain he can't break. So he is our ultimate way out. We just look to him, trust in him may not be the easiest thing necessarily at the time, but it's, if we look to him, there's nothing we can't handle. So my question for you today is, what chains are you wearing today? What, what chains is God wanting you to break? For, in, in the movie, it's uh, Buttercup's gone to Prince Humperdinck because she thought Wesley was dead and that was her chain. It was holding her down. So where have, where have you gone because you thought, oh, well, this is easier. I, I can't get here. There's, there's nothing that can stop God's love for us. It's never failing. So there's no reason for us not to go back to him or maybe they're chains you've worn your whole life. I know 
like Becca said, and she's told me before, being a pastor's kid, for example, is it can be hard. You, everybody looks at you differently. You're expected to act a different way, and, and that can become a chain if you let it. But it doesn't have to be that chain for you. It, or for me, I always had siblings that were more talkative than me, or they were more extroverted where I was introverted. And I mean, it's a chain if you let it, but look at me now. I'm up here in front of everybody. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have done that one. <laughs> I wouldn't have done that when I first started coming here, that's for sure. But, and then lastly, maybe they're chains that you've only recently found yourself bound. When the world says, don't even think about escaping, God, God turns around and says, my love is patient. My love is kind. It's never failing. There's nothing I won't do for you. And it doesn't matter if you've worn this chain your whole life or if you just put the chain on you, if you just started something and it's weighing you down, holding you down, God's love, it never fails you. He's never, it's never too late for him to free us from any chain, and there's no chain he can't break. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed the verse. Uh, Luke chapter 23, verse 39 through 43 says, one of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, are you not the Christ? Do you save yourself and us? But the other rebuked him, saying, do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are received, receiving the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And Jesus said, or, and he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly I say to you, Today, you, you will be with me in paradise. So, we got this verse, and I wanted to point out, like I was saying a minute ago, Jesus was on the cross next to these men. He was hanging, and even as he was hanging there dying, he still loved them so much He's that he was able to continue to bring someone to him because of his love. And the man was hanging on a cross next to him, dying, and until, until the end, he never stopped pushing for someone, or he never stops pursuing us. He's, there's nothing that can, until death, there's nothing that can stop his love, and there's nothing that's going to stop him from pursuing us. So now we have one last video. Can you move at all? 
Maybe we're just seeing what we can get out of it. Maybe we're, we have all these different things going on. Maybe, maybe you're in a tough spot right now and you have no clue what God is doing. And maybe you're doubting. Maybe you don't feel that love. Maybe you don't know how God could possibly be working through this. Maybe that's you. But we're here to tell you guys, God's love, he will wait for you. It's patient. Guys, God will fight for you. God's love will always protect you. And God's love above all else, everything else in this world might fail you, but his love never will. So I want us all to, um, to say this prayer together. And um, you guys know that it's, it's not the words that you say. You know it's not, it's not some magic recipe. You have to say it in a specific way, but it's, it's your heart behind it. So if you say this prayer today with the right heart, God will forgive you. You can begin that relationship with him. So I'm going to say, um, God, I thank you for your love. Thank you for being patient. Thank you for fighting for me. Thank you for protecting me. And thank you for never failing me. Forgive me for the times that I failed you. Today, I want to embrace you and your love for me. Help me to live every day for you and to fight for our relationship the way that you fight for it. In Jesus' name. All right. Y'all give them a hand. As we get ready to dismiss, I'm going to ask our pastors, our elders to come down to the side. They'll be here to pray for you if you have any need of any kind in your life. Guys, you know, a message about God's love can sound pretty simple, but it's the root of everything. It's why we're here. God's root is the key that opens every door in the kingdom. It's all about his love. And the reality is, there's so many people in the church today. All they need is that touch of God's love. All they need to do is receive it. And they all of a sudden are open to all of his promises and everything that he is. But we hold off because of our past, because of our experiences, because of our hurts. We think that God can't possibly love us the way that we see in the Bible. Guys, he does. His love never fails us. Maybe you need to touch from the Lord today. As we dismiss, I encourage you, come down. Let somebody just pray for you for just a moment. Allow yourself, even as we close, even as we dismiss and the praise and worship team sings, just allow yourself to feel the embrace of the Lord. Because his arms are wrapped around you. Amen. Guys, we love you. Wednesday night, if you have been citizen. So, so, uh, so I encourage you, if you have not seen The Prince's Bride, come out and see that Wednesday night. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we love you. Y'all, don't miss next Sunday. Dr. Leon's here as we have our graduation. Next weekend is a big weekend. So be here for that. We love you. Hopefully we'll see you Wednesday night. You guys are dismissed. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. 
You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277. You